Hey guys, it's Pragya and Charlotte, and welcome back to Campus HQ. Welcome to the second episode of our new series, Questions Answered. In this series, we will be featuring college freshmen asking us their real questions once a month. These episodes will address the issues students are currently facing, and they will provide you with insight on how to navigate your semester through a pandemic. As always, follow us on Instagram at campus.hq to stay updated with everything. And if you ever need to schedule a consultation or sign up for a newsletter at campushq.org. Also, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our episodes. And this helps us reach new people who might need our content as well. With that being said, let's introduce our guest of the month. We're so excited to announce our guest today. Nico, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Nika Madiar. I'm currently a first year at UVA in the College of Arts and Sciences. Right now my major is pre-com and I'm hoping to go into finance. Would you like to start off with the first question, Nika? Okay, yes. So for midterm and like final season, how was it for you? And like, what are some things you did help balance your time that um, someone would probably forget to do? Yeah, I would definitely say to check out our midterm episode because we give a lot of tips in that. But in regards to the midterm season that we are currently all in, or I feel like some of us have already finished it, but at least personally for me, I feel like, especially with COVID, professors have just gone like a little whack and I've had a test literally like every single week. So I haven't gotten a break from everything and it's been super hard to balance my time because I feel like I'm constantly running and I'm on the verge of burnout. One thing I've learned to do is to schedule in my non-negotiables first. So it'll be different for everyone, but at least personally for me, sleep is a non-negotiable. And I like to range from six to seven hours at night. And I know that's not enough, but I will also have one hour or like 30 minutes of a nap time in the middle of my day just to get myself re-energized. And I know that me going to the gym is a non-negotiable as well. Um, obviously meal times. Um, if you like to do like journaling or meditating in the morning, I know some people like to schedule in an hour of me time and that's super important to you. If that's the case, then I would definitely do that. But personally for me, I feel like I don't have time for that. So I'll do like an hour of me time per week instead of per day. But yeah, schedule in your non-negotiables and set boundaries for yourself. Um, I literally listened to a podcast today and it was telling me about how When you have your non-negotiables, it might be super easy to just push them aside, Um, but it like kind of becomes a habit over time and you just have to communicate well, not only with other people like, hey, this is my hour for myself and I'm not going to be meeting with anyone during that time. I'm not going to be doing work. Um, Obviously, if you have classes, you can't really get out of that but also it depends on how you communicate with yourself so you need to keep yourself accountable and tell yourself that that is the hour for your non-negotiables and that you're not going to move it just to do more work um so that's how I keep a good balance and honestly time blocking always works and I tell myself this every single semester but please plan ahead every time I find myself eventually like pushing everything back to the last minute and then I pull all-nighters towards the end and try to cram everything in but I literally the last test I got back I didn't do well not because I didn't know the material but because I literally misread two questions that was worth like 14 points and that definitely brought my grade down significantly so 
please get enough sleep because once you get enough sleep and enough rest, you'll be able to read your questions better. And yeah. Yeah, I really like that about scheduling and your non-negotiables because that's so important to do. Charlotte loves pulling all-nighters and I know a lot of people do too, but I know that that's not going to help me because I'm just going to feel tired the next day and not do as well as I could. So I really focus on getting at least seven and a half hours of sleep um, during a test, maybe six, but I have a midterm today and I still got seven and a half hours of sleep. So make sure you do that. Eat really well before. And when you are scheduling in your time for your midterms to study, make sure you schedule in a lot more time than what you think you will need. Because I always, always need more time to finish studying. And you don't know how much time it's truly going to take. So you don't want to run out of time and not be able to do everything you need to do. So try to schedule in as much time as you need. Yeah, I definitely recommend on that note, doing 1.5 times the amount of time you think you'll need. Just so that honestly, for me, if I don't finish in a lot of time, I feel like a failure. And I feel like I'm behind on my schedule, which if I did just a lot like the specific amount of time that I thought it would, and then I am running behind schedule. But if you schedule in a little bit of extra room if you end early that means that you get that extra amount of time as your break or just as a breather and you also feel like you're more accomplished that way yeah that buffer is so important as for the final season I know there's a lot of things coming up right now like Thanksgiving you're gonna probably be at home when you're gonna be taking your finals So be sure to not get too distracted by that. There's not going to be any classes. You're not going to have homework or anything. It's up to you for you to study for your finals. And I'm going to advise you to study for more than like a couple of days. Like I would recommend um, on and off for about a week. I would study for each final. I know your finals are going to be on the same days, sometimes like right after each other. Or maybe you might have a week in between them. So make sure you're mapping everything out, write everything out, and figure out when everything's going to be. Don't study for your final on the day of like I did. It didn't go well for me last year. Finals are not like midterms. They're harder. They're cumulative. A lot is going to be tested. Everything is not fresh on your mind like how it was for the midterms. So make sure you study for your finals like two times or three times as much as you did for your midterms. Nika, do you have any tips that you've learned from your recent exams that you want to tell our audience? Yeah, so definitely, like, you need more than a weekend to study. (laughs) 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 I knew that, and I still didn't really do that. And I definitely don't schedule my time, so that was really good advice I'm, like, going to start doing now, especially with finals coming up, Mm -hmm. um, is I feel like, I kept pushing things off or like I would do one day of studying then I'm like okay like now I'll give myself a two-day break which was like yeah I need a break but that was kind of excessive I, I, <laughs> I didn't oh that you long don't, like, you literally don't even know I I've been an avid scheduler since I don't know like high school and once like Pragya and I started making the podcast I kind of got her to like start scheduling and now Pragya uses Google Calendar too so the more time you spend with us the more you'll time block I literally have every second every second of my day planned like you don't even know I do not I like I don't like part from that which is a good and bad thing but I'm getting better at it than Charlotte that's not true because I don't I don't move my schedule around yeah, I feel like I would move my schedule around. 
I yeah sometimes I do but it's for things like unforeseeable things almost things that matter to me so I would say like a schedule is good because it helps you set boundaries but also I know also like along with the hustle culture episode we did last week that I have things that I value higher than my schedule like my schedule does not dictate my life like if my roommate wants to have a movie night with me I'm obviously going to say yes to that I'm not going to be like actually I have to study accounting like um (laughs) (laughs) yeah I do move my schedule in like those aspects but I think it's truly just one developing self-discipline to set those boundaries for yourself and then two um what was my second point oh two establishing a good balance between your work and life okay yeah keep that in mind when I start to get schedule my time (laughs) 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 okay so my next question is what do you do if you don't get into a club and like how would you go about that it has happened to me and charlotte even our second years that's not something that like just like goes away i know you guys haven't experienced this because in high school you didn't have to apply to clubs you didn't have to go through interviews it seems like we're applying to jobs almost and i know a lot of colleges are not like that but uva is weird it's completely fine it's okay you might not even have the same interests as you did when you were applying to the club or you might only have wanted to do that because of the prestige. I think you can get better and like more valuable experiences through other clubs as well. It doesn't have to be the most selective club. I have actually learned more from other clubs that are not as cutthroat and don't make me feel like crap if I'm in them. So if you do want to be in the club and you genuinely want to be in the club and like value what they're teaching, then that's completely fine. You can apply in your spring semester or next year in the fall. Just focus on having good grades in your first year, building experience in other clubs, and maybe building some skills for interviews and applications. And you guys can always come to us if you want any help with reading any application essays or mock interviews and stuff like that as well. Yeah, I the prestige thing really gets to me because... If you think about it, we live in this bubble that, like, every school has their own rankings of clubs, right? And if I, like, I go to UVA, we all do. If I went to Tech or, like, just visited there, I would never know what club is the most prestigious there. So why does it matter, you know? Um, Sure, your recruiter might know, but at the end of the day, that's not what they're looking for. They don't care that much. I would say the more that counts is how well you're able to communicate your experiences through the clubs that you are in. I personally think that it's super hard to communicate that when you're you're in a club that might be super prestigious, but you're not passionate about. Um, I've seen that with a lot of clubs here that the more prestigious ones get more funding. So they do more fun events and things like that. But not that they don't work hard, but you can see that a lot of their members are motivated by that reason. And that reason only and I think that's really sad because you're not able to develop like authentic experience and if you're genuinely passionate about what that club is about so I would really focus on the clubs that you are truly passionate in and trying to see like what experience you can get from it honestly at the end of the day you can always cater your experience in your resume towards your job title unless it's like completely opposite but especially if you're going to business like 
most skills are transferable. Um, just because I'm an honor and that's not business related doesn't mean I can't write it on my resume and talk about business skills because there's communication, there's writing, there's so much that's involved. And honestly, if you are in clubs that aren't related to your major, like that's totally okay if you're passionate about it. Like you will still be able to develop so many skills that are valuable in the long run. And I would say to honestly just focus on what you're actually contributing in that club, what leadership you're getting, and how you're going to tell a recruiter what you did in that club. Yeah, I would also add it's more important to get leadership experience and kind of immerse yourself in a few select clubs rather than join as many prestigious clubs as possible. I think it looks better when you actually know what you're talking about and you're passionate, like how Charlotte was saying, and kind of can show that through your leadership skills and actual impact rather than just getting sad about like not being in the best club maybe. Yeah, and also experience doesn't have to come from clubs and organizations. I know a lot of people have passions of their own that they want to try. Um, So you can always like, I know a lot of people talk with professors to do like research with them or just things that aren't necessarily established as clubs at your university, but instead they're more like self-exploration or passion projects that you want to explore. I think those are just as valuable, if not even more valuable, because you've shown initiative in that field. Okay, good advice. I can take that because I like think I experienced I experienced some of that this year with like not getting into clubs, and I kind of was just like, well, there's next year. Also, keep in mind a lot of first years don't get into clubs their like their first year, first semester. So don't think you're the only one not doing it, and don't feel like you're not good enough because it happens to most of the people. Yeah, and I know this is like such a common saying, but like it was meant to be, it was meant to be. Like there are so many doors that are still open for you. You just have to look for them. <laughs> that got so philosophical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so my next, um, what are some things you, I can ask my professors when I go to office hours, especially now because I feel like it's so awkward with everything on Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, so I say this on the podcast every time, but I meet my professor at least once during the first month, all of them. At least I try really, really hard to, especially if I see that it's a class that I need to be seeing the professor more often. It's just good to establish that connection and that relationship very early on um, so they know your face before you have to ask them for anything. Honestly, just talk about, they'll ask you to introduce yourself, and I think that's a great way to start the conversation. Don't feel like you're the one who's carrying the entire conversation. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some professors like that, but I feel like at the end of the day, you're not going to be that close to them. So as as long as you have established that connection that they know your face, you're totally fine. But if it's a professor that you really want to connect with, they will lead the conversation. They will carry the conversation. Like just talk about yourself and then ask questions not like don't stalk them but you'll you'll know like what they've done in the past they've probably introduced themselves in class as well so ask them about um either the class they're teaching or what they did before they were professor because I know a lot of professors are like that um and just kind of ask them about their research or things that you're genuinely interested in because that professors love talking about themselves they're experts in their field or whatever but at the end of the day they're proud of what they've done and they want to share it so just ask them about all that stuff and they'll be happy to tell you about it and then just establish kind of common grounds and then afterwards in the next few meetings or whatever you need something if you're intimidated a little bit 
I think it's so easy to go to office hours right after tests or quizzes or big assignments and get feedback on that. Feedback is so important. You need to get feedback so you can learn from it and do better on your final. They will tell you exactly what to do, exactly what you were missing. And even if they have a little blurb listed on the grade scope or the grade book, I don't think that's enough still. So you can start off with a question about that and then talk about maybe your experiences or how they got to where they are now. Feedback is so important. I just want to say two times a semester I went to go get feedback, I got points back. So if that doesn't say something, you should go get feedback because either they realize they should have been more lenient on you or like after hearing their thought process, I don't know when it's harder when professors are grading like on a sheet of paper, they don't see your face, they don't know who you are, but we're all humans, you know, as when you start talking about your thought process and what you did, um, they kind of get more sympathy. I don't know if that's the right word, but they kind of have more of an understanding of where you're coming from. And they're more likely to give more partial credit on that. Um, I had a question where I lost like literally 12 points and she ended up giving me eight points back, which I would say is pretty solid. So go get feedback. <laughs> that has happened to me many times, actually. Yeah. Last year for my macroeconomics class, I got like 12 or 13 points back after just getting feedback because he found things in my paper or in my answers that were actually right and he just wasn't looking hard enough or he saw like what I meant and like the words were synonyms or such so I think it's really helpful it can benefit you a lot especially if you're not doing as well yeah, I never like thought about doing feedback. I was like always like, okay. Yeah. Also when you at the very end of the class, if you're asking to get a grade bumped up, they're going to be looking back on how many times you've actually wanted to learn from your mistakes before. So they'll know if you went to them or seen them for office hours to ask about what you can do to improve. Because that shows initiative from you that you're actually trying your hardest. Like if I was a professor, why would I bump your grade up if you've never seen me before? You did not that good of a job in my class. You didn't participate. Like why would I have an incentive to bump your grade up when I knew that you literally just did the bare minimum when versus another student who came to my office every single week, asked me what to improve on, walked through questions of the homework with me, walked through problem sets with me and like actually tried their hardest and went like above and beyond. Continuing with like professors, how would you ask a professor to give you a recommendation or an extension for a project or something? My biggest advice for that is to literally just ask. <laughs> like you have nothing to lose. Um, we can, Prague and I will go more into specifics on exactly what to ask, but I just wanna say this, like first and foremost, it is their job to give you recommendation first of all. They're, they're like you're not entitled to a recommendation of course and but you are paying them so you, like they're there for you to ask and they're getting asked by a lot of other people anyway so there's not a really a reason why they would say no um when it comes to picking the professor to like they might not be like the best connection for you to ask a recommendation from that's like a whole other issue um but when it comes to extensions i would just ask like i do all the time not all the time but when I need it, like I'll ask, I will, you can either email them or go to office hours. Um, if it's an email, just literally say, hi, I, this is assignment is due on this day. Would it be possible for me to turn it in on another day instead? 
um, because of such and such reason. One, give them a reason. It doesn't have to be like the most solid reason. It can literally just be like, I have another test that week and I cannot do this. Like, that's totally okay. But in order to make it valid, here are two things you have to do. One, give them advance notice, like well in advance, seven days before. I wouldn't wait till last minute because that's just poor preparation on your part. I've never had a professor deny me an extension when I asked them seven days before. And I always ask them seven days before, so I've never not gotten an extension, basically. And two, give them a day that you will turn it in by. Like, don't ask them, hey, can I get an extension? And then just stop there. Say, can I have an extension? And I'll turn it into you by this day. And also keep that date, like, obviously um, in close proximity. Like, don't be outrageous with it. I would say three to seven days is a good range. Three to five days is, like, the perfect spot. Seven days is a little bit pushing it, but three to five is a great, like, place to aim for but that just means that you've put in the thought into the email you thought about it you did the preparation you knew what you needed and then you just went to ask them for it and it reduces work on their part like they just read it and they're like oh okay like and then they'll just shoot you back an email and be like yeah sure I've had some professors on the other hand who like didn't respond to my emails just because they're like bad at responding and I'll I'll go to their office hours and ask for them and I also like I've never heard no so For recommendations, I have gotten recommendations from professors that I usually go to their office hours and have a good connection with. You can go to someone that's a bit random and they might not say no to writing your recommendation, but what all can they really say about you that's going to make an impact? You don't want a recommendation that's just bleh. To ask for those recommendations, it would be beneficial for you to make that connection with your professors. So try to do that early on, at least meet them two to three times before you ask them for a recommendation. It's not hard. Just go with the question to office hours. And then after that question, just like start chatting with them. Obviously do well in the class. If you're not doing well enough in that class, then once again, what kind of recommendation would truly be beneficial for you? Or if it's a class where you kind of struggled, but you kind of redeemed yourself after some of the like in the end or near the finals and you did go to office hours that would be a good professor to ask because you can that professor can show how you grew in the class and how you improved throughout the class and that can kind of redeem maybe not the best final grade okay so what are some little things you can do throughout the day to keep yourself motivated I would say it's less of the things you do and more of how you order the things you do Like, I know that a lot of people like working out in the morning and that's great and all. They're like, oh, I get an energy burst in the morning. But when I wake up, I'm like, I'm not totally energized. I'm like, eh, you know, I don't start off with the most energy, but I know my energy like dips so low at around 2 to 4 p.m. that I need to work out and get that energy back. And I literally will work out at 2 and I'll stack my nap right after and it's the best feeling ever. And then when I wake up, I have dinner and then I start my work from there. I honestly kind of split my work day into completely like two different sections, like one in the morning and one at night. And I know personally for me, I get my best work done at night. Like that's when I can really focus and do all the tasks that I like kind of procrastinate throughout the entire day. But in the mornings, I have less motivation. My brain is kind of foggy. So I'll do kind of the miscellaneous tasks. I'll do like the more like tedious and busy work less of the things that need me to think really hard and I like I know that about myself 
I try to schedule in one thing every day that I am looking forward to that day that will keep me motivated through the morning, the afternoon, and then once I'm done with my task, I can kind of do this event. For example, yesterday, my goal was I will finish my comm law test, I will study all day, take it, and then me and my roommates will watch Pride and Prejudice at night. So we did that and it was so fun and that kind of kept me motivated to work hard and get it done and that kind of rewards you. Engaging in a fun activity like that at night, right before you go to sleep maybe, or I try to do these at night so I won't do any work after my fun activity. This kind of relaxes me so I get a good night's sleep. I tend to think a lot. I can never stop thinking about something, anything. Usually it's not fun things. It's about like school or extracurriculars or just work I have to do. So by doing a fun activity, I can kind of get my mind away from that. And then I sleep so much better and I can go to sleep super early. I wake up really refreshed and that helps me a lot. So this can be things like getting dinner with your friends or eating ice cream with your friends at night or just watching a TV show together or watching a movie or just sitting on the floor and talking or playing with your dog. Yeah, what I've always like kind of done is I find my easy assignments and then I'll use those as my break. So like I'll do a hard assignment and then I'll reward myself (laughs) by doing an easy assignment because it makes me feel good about myself when I get it done fast. And then I love in like my agendas, I write everything I need to do down and I just like get so much motivation after I cross something off like of my list because I'm like wow like I did one thing like I can do more like I got this and it's just nice to see like the list slowly just all be crossed out yeah I like that um I like things just shift around so much for me and I yeah I went completely digital this year which I think has been super helpful but it does take the satisfaction out of like crossing something off because I don't delete stuff off my calendar which is sad So my next question is, what is your favorite place to study and why? I would say my room. Honestly, just because I've never left my room. (laughs) That's so sad. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, this semester I've not left my room. Not like not left my room, but like I've never went to the library or like anywhere else to study. Um, I really love coffee shops to study at, but the coffee shop near me is so cute but it closes at 3 p.m which is just like such a random time also that's the time when I like kind of start my work to be completely honest so it's not useful at all um coffee shops are definitely I would say my favorite place to study I love the conversations not like hearing people's conversations but like just like knowing that there's a bunch of people to commotion, like even if I go to a coffee shop now in COVID, no one's going to be talking. No one's, there's no busyness. And I really love that about coffee shops. Like the Newcomb one, the Starbucks, they're always packed. I loved it so much. I would go at like 7 a.m. and sit there the entire day. But I would say for now, um, I've kind of created like my own study space for myself just because I know that I need it to separate my work from the rest of my life and like and also saying that like how I've mentioned throughout the episode that I study the best at night it's because I have like such strong cues that resonate with me that like once this happens I study better which is so funny because my cues are literally 
having it pitch black outside and me having my Himalayan salt lamps on. And (laughs) it's so funny because I literally had, Anika doesn't know about the story, but I had one Himalayan salt lamp that I already had. Like, I love it. Um, but my roommate didn't know I had it, so she bought me more for my birthday. So now I have oh a salt lamp in every single corner of my room. <laughs> and it just lights up my entire so nice, room. nice, though. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's the sweetest thing ever, and I love it. But it's now, like, my study zone. <laughs> Once my salt lamps are on, I feel, like, so calm. And I, I know a lot of people would do that to, like, get prepared for yoga or bedtime but no I'm getting prepared to study <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and it's also like kind of sad because I have to wait until it goes pitch black outside for me to get into the zone to study but she's like oh end up starting work like so late but like honestly now since it's winter it's not that bad I'll like get dark at six and then I'll start studying or even like on gloomy days like today I turned my blinds off and turn my blinds off I closed my blinds and I turned on my lamps your blinds off. <laughs> That's just like weird thing that. to do. I know because because like, <laughs> like wouldn't you think that if you had like such a zen atmosphere yeah. do a face mask and chill out <laughs> No, I am getting ready to study. That's that's my cue. I enjoy studying on my balcony in my apartment. I like that fresh air. During my first year, I would study at Clem a lot. So, you know, aldermen's closed until many, many years. But I used to study at Clem with all my friends all the time. I would try not to talk to them, but I know that's hard. Now, me and my roommate sit at our desks and study. I don't necessarily like that. It's just like really dark. <laughs> Charlotte likes it when it's dark. I don't like it when it's dark. No, mine's not dark though. It's illuminated by a warm luminescence. <laughs> I don't like that. I need it to be bright and I need to. I like sitting on the island. Yeah, I think I just don't like daylight. Vampire. You're a vampire. <laughs> okay, so I guess love the library just because but I also like love a Starbucks or something. So I like Starbucks because I love background noise and it's just fun to like people watch if you want to yeah. take a break. <laughs> um but then I like for yes. the library, I don't like going by myself. Um like I like to have like two or three friends with me because I find myself to be more productive like that. Like in high school, like two of my friends like two other of my friends and I, we would go to the library and we were able to like focus well together. Like we would do our work. And then when we wanted to take a break, we wouldn't go on our phones. Like instead we would talk to each other, which I thought was so much better because whenever I go on my phone, it's like a trap of like TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. Like I just don't want to get off. <laughs> so I always found it so much better when I had people to talk to as my break and I could like that we could talk about something random uh, and then it was easier to get back to work yeah I love the coffee shop thing I think the only reason why I work so late now is because like the coffee shop doesn't keep me accountable if a coffee shop was open I'd totally go in the morning and then I would get my work done in the morning instead of (laughs) well thank you for being here Nika we had such a great time answering all your questions thank you for having me I enjoyed it
It was so exciting to answer her questions and to get to know more about what it's like um, as a first year in college during their first semester during a pandemic. Um, I know it can be very difficult, but we're here to support you. If you have any questions, any concerns, please feel free to DM us at campus.hu on Instagram and continue following us for all of this content because we actually release so much more tips and advice on our Instagram as well. And you don't want to miss out on that. Yeah, sometimes we don't really know what you guys are going through. So please ask us any questions that we can maybe feature in our future episodes. Yeah, we'd love to address everyone's concerns and we want to meet everyone's needs. Go visit our website at canvashu.org if you'd like to sign up for a newsletter, ask us any questions you might have, or read our show notes with these advice and questions that we've answered. Um, Reading things again and seeing it around my room really helps me reiterate the points in my head and apply them, and it helps calm me down so, so much. And as always, give us a five-star review if you enjoyed this episode. We can't wait to see you again next week. Bye.